Welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, the podcast where we discuss both video production and just life in general. The goal of this podcast is the same as the goal of our business, to make a difference in people's lives. Hello and welcome to the Seed Creative Podcast, where we basically just got home from the National Association of Broadcasters show in Las Vegas. NAB. NAB. It was pretty sick. Uh, the entire trip was awesome, and uh, it was our first time at NAB, so we're going to talk about it. George, first impressions when you got there? Like, Well, the whole trip. Tell, tell me, let's talk about the whole trip. Okay. Well, first of all, it went very smoothly. So yeah, that. yeah. Overall, it did go smoothly. Um, pretty bumpy on the plane ride in. Yeah, I forgot about that, actually. Uh, we went over a storm that was quite gnarly. Yeah, we were on a pretty... It was a small plane that it was It was a small it. plane, uh, and it was that was the second bumpiest ride I've ever had in my life on an airplane. Mm. Yeah, I, I was a little nervous. I was a little like... It was like... Yeah. it was, and, and it lasted. That's the thing. Like most of the time, turbulence, it's like what? It lasts like two minutes. Yeah, you're like, oh, no, oh. this was like yeah. 20 minutes of just like it was nonstop a craziness. And I told you this, but like, you know, I get like, I get a little motion sick. I get more car sick than anything. But like, I I was like, ah, should I take, I'm feeling fine today. Should I take my medicine? I like took it just in case. And thank God I did. I would have yeah. been screwed. Yeah. I would have been sick for sure. It was, it was rough. I don't think that was the, that, I had a bumpier flight when I went into San Francisco one time that was like, it was going like, yeah, like yeah. It, it didn't go up and down too much. Luckily it just kind of like, anyway, right. That well, was the worst part of the trip. That That's what I was going to say. Like that was the second bumpiest, the first bumpiest. I used to be in the financial uh, world and I went to training for the financial company that I worked for in Rock Island, Illinois. And they, yeah, it's random. And it was a tiny little plane. But on the way back, dude, when I say tiny, I mean like there were probably like 12 to 15 people (laughs) on the plane. It was a small plane. And it was storming. And I will never forget because it was a little airport. It was, I mean, maybe a little bit bigger than the one that we have in Tuscaloosa, like a tiny little airport. Mm. Um, And the pilot came on and was like air traffic control or whoever. I, I don't remember the exact terminology used, but has, uh, has suggested that we stay grounded because of this storm, but screw it. We're going like, that's, that's what he said. And we took off and it was bad for a bit. Was this like, just him turning around and looking? No, <laughs> I mean, no, but, um, there was like a little intercom or whatever, but dude, we hit one where it dropped. I don't even like 20 or 30 feet, like within a matter of like a second. It was, it was a hard, like we were, we would have been floating had we not had our seatbelts on. Yeah. Like we would have all floated up and hit the seat. Like the vomit comet, the yeah. plane that does the, I guess, yeah. so, whatever that is. Yes. <laughs> um, but okay. So then we get on the other plane and apparently I edited for a oh while. Oh my gosh. So like I don't remember it. I'm a dork. I had never been to Las Vegas and I was like, I'm gonna watch Ocean's Eleven on the plane because it's like the Vegas movie and I wanted to get in the mood. So I watched the whole movie. Like we had drink service and everything. 
and George is editing the entire time. And then it's uh, we're done. I sit there for like another 10 minutes and it's like, all right, we're starting our descent. And I'm like, I bumped George. I'm like, hey, I'm about to go to the bathroom. And you're like, we just got on the plane. I was like, no, George, I watched a whole movie. <laughs> like This really happened. And, 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 and George edited like a whole scene and he's like, wait, we're about to land? I was like, yeah, dude, you edited for like two and a half hours. And he was just like, I mean, he was locked. Like he didn't speak a peep. He got a coffee from the guy with the drink guy. Yeah. That was it. Yeah, homie was quiet. He missed. He missed the the woman next to me shattered her i her iPad screen oh, gosh. next to me. Yeah, uh, like he missed all of this. Like he's well, just here. Let me in. tell you why. Because we are really excited about what I was editing, and that is, uh, we are working on a pilot episode to pitch to networks. And I made this post online, but I don't think people really understood it because they were like, congratulations and all that, which is which is very nice. But like just to clear the air, we are not working on a, a TV sh- show. We are not working on a TV show that is picked up. We are creating a pilot with a local company to pitch. Now, we are being paid because the company is, is paying us to do this, but it's not like we're not going and shooting for HGTV a full show or anything. Not yet, but that is the hope. Yeah. It's something like this that. person's like that we're shooting for. There's there's possible connections. So we're hoping, we're hoping for the best for them. Yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. We're putting yeah, a lot even into if it. We don't, even if we don't, the pilot's going to be super cool anyway. Yeah. It'll be a cool like promotional tour. And we'll do a whole episode about it when yeah. we're like done. And it's yeah. like, cause I'm sure, I don't know. I guess we haven't talked about, how it would be posted, like if it doesn't get picked up, like because he's got to use it at least for yeah. something. So yeah. uh, anyway, uh, it's really cool. It's a cool idea. Dude, you could do all kinds of stuff, man. Like if people liked it, you could do a Patreon. You could do a Kickstarter. You could do, you know what I mean? Like there, there's ways to to do it if you wanted to. Or he could just continue to do because right now we're just on like sort of a retainer. Like he could just keep doing that, and we just keep cranking them out and just make a YouTube channel. I think I think so. there's like a thirty percent chance it gets picked up, something yeah. like that. Which yeah. is good. Which is which a good, good. That's a strong that, chance. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the content. I think the content's good enough. Yeah. But, well, so far, I mean, we only shot one day, but it's kind of like we can the te- well, beginning, it's all middle of the episode, the, script, the 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 shot, like what's going to happen. We already know what's going to happen. What reality TV that never happens. It's all yeah. real. Now it hasn't happened yet, so things yeah. could change. But we have a plan for what should happen. Yeah, I don't know when we're shooting our next scene. I guess it'll be a little while. Probably next week, sometime. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. Just him learning, like from the guy that he's gonna like apprentice with a guy. And the dude's going to, like, teach him how to do stuff. Cool. Yeah, I didn't know if we had anything set. Nothing yet. set, but it's probably sometime next week. Cool. Cool. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to that then. Me where too. is that guy? Greensboro. So it's not far. I don't know where that is. It's 30 minutes, uh, maybe. I still don't know Alabama super well. It's down. It's down. Okay. It's <laughs> just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, anyway, so... George edited the whole flight, and then we got there. We got to our hotel. I don't care. We stayed at the Flamingo, which I actually kind of liked. And also turns out that you can go super cheap when it's, like, not a convention weekend, which is something that's good to know. Uh, But I think possibly one of the peaks of the trip was actually the first day. So, like, I had a whole list of stuff. My dad's, like, a Vegas expert. So, like, he gave me a list of stuff to do, and I told him I wanted to all be – free stuff like i don't want to spend any money and we're there to work so like you know you know maybe um 
maybe we would get uh what's it called some free time so anyway so we're in vegas we're walking around everything's going super cool and <laughs> we're gonna pretend like there wasn't just like a 20 minute low no i'm just kidding it wasn't that long it was like probably seven minutes i'll find out when okay. i do the editing okay because cool. i edit these sometimes uh so uh <laughs> there's just a seven minute gap of silence and us bickering in the background <laughs> that would be funny anyway so uh we were in vegas and we're walking around and all this stuff and like i said i had a long list of stuff that, that papa golden recommended and he did he did very well i, I hate to I don't want to get. He doesn't listen to this. So it's fine. My mom will listen to this and she'll be like, "Well, I don't want to tell him." I thought she said she was more like she watches them. She does watch this. You're right. Yeah. Which is weird because she watches it at the gym, a place that would be way easier to just listen to it. Yeah. I'm criticizing my mother as she's watching this. Yeah, she's looking at you every right now. now. When it comes out on Monday, she all almost always texts me something about it. She's always like, "Why did you say like?" I don't oh, yeah. know. Anyway, so um. So, like, we ended up walking over to, like, Caesar's Palace, and we're walking through. Oh, yeah, this is the day we get here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was, like, really cool, and I was I was very impressed. I really, really liked Vegas. And um, we're going through, and we see this sign. And it's, like, before we even get to the shops, we're like, oh, wow, look at that. It's uh, Jerry Seinfeld's going to be here today. That's, like, pretty cool. Like. Actually, we saw the sign for Jerry Seinfeld, and we were like, I wonder when he's going to be here. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's and right. then we looked, and it, we were like, oh, he's going to be here tonight. At oh, that's 8 p.m., cool. and it's conveniently 4 o'clock because everything went smoothly on our travels, and right. we're already here. And George was like, how much do you think it'll be? And I know that they were – he was in Palm Beach, which is near where my parents live, and it was like $600 plus. Mm-hmm. So I just assumed that on a Saturday night in Vegas during one of the biggest conventions. At Caesar's Palace. At Caesar's Palace, it was going to be like $1,000. So I was like, I bet it'll be like $1,000. I said something like that. And you were like, I don't know, dude. You should check. And we found tickets for $89 a piece. And they weren't horrible tickets. No, they were. I mean, the whole, I don't think basically anywhere in there would have been okay. Except for the two sections that randomly didn't sell. He knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, there's like sections on the very end of the top that. Were totally empty, which was really weird because maybe they just didn't sell tickets there for some reason. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so we decided to go to Seinfeld like last minute, and yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, like, it was really funny. Um, and I think maybe both of our favorite parts is the video that you posted yesterday of him announcing that he has a new movie coming out, right? Based off his Pop Tart bit, and you should just look it up if you don't know it because I would butcher it because I don't have his his like. I don't even know you call it his like yell. It's comedic voice. timing. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 like his cadence and his pitch and all that stuff. Yeah, so I've listened to it. He has a book where he's re- he wrote all of his bits in the time in a timeline of how he wrote them. So there's like 500 chapters, but they're all like 2 minutes a piece mm. of the audiobook. Mm-hmm. So like that's in there. Um but yeah, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a good movie. Yeah. Um, I don't know who else in. I think he did he say I don't think he said anyone. I like the way he said it's going to start by saying this movie is 100% true. Just kidding. We totally made it up. Yeah. Which I think is like a very Seinfeld thing. So. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, it was great. It was like per- perfect for us people that didn't want to be out too late because we had stuff going on. So it was like. Yeah, that was the other thing that I actually appreciated about that. We He was like done and we were walking out before 10 p.m. Yeah, it was like 9.30. That's great. Yeah. For old people, I think he knows his audience. I mean, he's old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's like, I don't want to be out this late. Yeah. Like other, we had like other people like uh, that we know from NAB and they're out staying out till like one in the morning, two in the morning. And we're like, nah, dude, we're in bed. Like I'm snoozing and Nick is out and yeah, I think I was... Nick is out late and Nick is still in before 11. 
Yeah, I or, was. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that night I didn't go anywhere by myself. Right. But I mean, we had gotten up four days in a row super yeah. early because we had a crazy shoot schedule last week. So, TC, that was just two last weeks week. ago. No, it was just last week. It two. ran all together. Oh my God, you're right. Yeah, this is why I was. This is what, it was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, of Saturday, Sunday, week. Monday, Tuesday. That's that was our first shoot through Vegas, and oh. then Wednesday we worked from home. Yeah. Um. And we immediately had a meeting. <laughs> like yep. It was like, oh yeah, we had a meeting Wednesday. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Um. So anyway, it was awesome. Like I was just, it was like a dream of mine to see Seinfeld, and it was cheap, like especially relatively, and it was. It was so cool. I was so happy. So like, I was like, all right, this is going to be a good trip. Like, yeah. now I know. And we had just, we had walked around already. I already felt satisfied. Like if we got super busy, like I saw something. Like yeah. It was like, right. Um, and uh, so anyway, the next day we got up and we rode the monorail from the Flamingo over to the convention center. And first impressions of the convention center was, holy crap. They, yeah. NAB is huge. I knew they told us it was in the top five biggest conventions i believe is what they said of vegas but if you've never been this convention center is ridiculous yeah big. it's it's yeah. essentially like four or five convention centers put together and almost um it's intended so like four or five conventions can be happening at the same time and nab rented the entire thing out yeah because there was one hall they weren't using but they were still using it as storage yeah it was like storage of stuff yeah and that's in, so it was. I mean, three point two million square feet, something like that. Yeah. Is what they said. Um, I don't know how much of that's like event space or whatever, but uh, or like walking space. But I mean, tens a lot of, of walking, tens of thousands of people. Yeah, I took sixty nine thousand steps on this trip. I, I kept track of. I don't know how many I took in yeah. total, but I know one of the days was nineteen thousand steps. Yeah. So the last day, which I'll talk about in a minute, I ended up taking twenty five thousand steps. Mm. Yeah. you're like i got good sleep (laughs) yeah i did i got great sleep um so anyway uh that our first day was very much like a meetings day we got to meet motion vfx the um andre and voitech and they were super cool those poor guys they they were tired their flights got messed up and they got in late and then had a they got there before us they didn't seem tired though like they just kept talking about it they were like which makes sense yeah well they said their bodies are acting like it's like we just missed the sleep time yeah which makes sense yeah yeah and they're drinking those espressos like yeah yeah we went to get coffee with them and me and george had our big like wimp coffees especially me i had like a sweet coffee and they're getting these like cold iced yeah and they're with extra cream or something yeah and they're getting these like like real man like i'm drinking this yeah yeah um but they were really cool uh i mean was that your favorite part was just meeting them i think or? my favorite part of the whole trip was meeting them yeah it was even cool. though we didn't like spend a ton of time with them we still spent like maybe two hours total you know something like that yeah, yeah. like we spent a good good bit of time with them um and the the other good thing is we only talked about motion vfx a little bit like, did you notice that too? Yeah, yeah. We talked about everything else. We talked about like a bunch of other stuff, which that was really cool because it's like the the relationship side of of what we do is is what I enjoy the most. Um, and so, anyway, yeah, meeting them was awesome. And then it, again, that day, the first day was mostly just meeting people, you know, talking to people, like talk to the creative space people that we have a server with and. 
spoke with Post Lab about some stuff. Oh, we you know with, some maybe collaboration, yeah. some video stuff that we might do and. Frame we we met we met Michael Cioni that day in person, yeah, which that was, was cool. cool. Even though like he kept trying to get us a meeting with this guy that was just never there. Yeah, they're like, "Where is he?" I'm not gonna say his name because we don't want to like, yeah, yeah. throw someone under the bus. But they were like, "Where is he?" Oh, come back later. We come back later. Where is he? Yeah. Oh, can't find him. Come back later. We come back like three times. Can never find this guy. Clearly, so, he was busier than us. He was obviously busy. So. Uh, we also there's there's a lot of like similar softwares and something I just got an email about is uh, we saw we saw this one called Altion. Dude, I got that called? email too. And they yeah. won best in show. Or I something, saw that, which is cool. So, but see, so did Frame.io. I don't understand how that, all uh, this it's, works. It, there's categories. Oh, okay. So okay. Frame.io won. Oh, uh, sorry. Well, Frame.io won best product, best cloud service. I, I don't. I don't know. Product. I don't know. Uh, well, they are they are all a lot like very similar. Yeah, they're all kind of doing the same thing. It is interesting. There's a lot of competition. I don't know, um, like, f- well, like Post Lab is totally different. Yeah, but, I agree. But I agree. Frame.io and and Altion are kind of similar, and then Creative Space, our server, is like its own thing, and uh, it also won best uh, best server. Or like best the, storage or something, something like awful. that. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's, I mean, they beat OWC. Like, there's a lot of big yeah. names they beat, which is cool for a smaller company. So, uh, there's a lot of cool stuff coming with that. Um, one of the first things I noticed right off the bat was there was no red booth, which I thought was interesting. Right. And then as we went on, we noticed that every booth that had like, lenses or a monitor or, or something tripods or that like, wasn't basically that wasn't canon or sony or, or someone that or um, or black magic or black magic mm-hmm. or airy everybody else was using reds at their booth it was like 80%. i mean i would even yeah 80 is that we said yeah yeah it was like 80 percent of the cameras on the floor were red it was almost like they didn't even need to be there and they were smart they sent a videographer to or someone that was already there because there was a couple there was a red guy there that we met like, yeah there, they just didn't have a booth like red wasn't like they just had like a small little table with creative yeah. space because creative space but is, it's like the whole freaking the whole entire nab show was saturated with red cameras it'd be impossible not to notice yeah like at least eventually everything was red yeah it was, it was really awesome cool. so but they said video they got a video of it oh, like every red camera on the floor so it was like it was like they didn't even need a booth yeah i mean we sound like red fanboys right now well, because we are. we are i mean people at that went to nab if you're listening how many areas did you see on the floor i only saw i didn't see any, any other than at the airy booth i saw one i remember thinking very at the very end we saw one and i was like ah Oh, but I okay. can't remember where it was. I, th- I want to say it was at like one of the gimbal places, which doesn't make any sense. No, no, it was at. Do you remember that table we went to where people were like building out stuff, and I grabbed mm-hmm. the cage? Mm-hmm. There was one there. Okay, but one, not yeah. there was like seventy or something other reds. Yeah, it I don't was even insane. Know. Yeah, it was like dang, I didn't even think they made this many. <laughs> like you know, yeah. um, I wonder how many uh, like V Raptors have ever been made, like stuff like that. Yeah, the stuff Jared would know. Um, we didn't get to meet him. He didn't end up not coming, which. Well, I, well, you've met him, but I didn't get to meet him in person, which yeah. I was a little bummed about, but I think he's hard at work on some stuff back at, uh, he's, he's a very hardworking man. So anyway, so that our first day was very like business. We looked around a little bit. We also shot a video that day. Was that the same day? Yeah. Yeah. So we ended up going back and shooting a motion VFX tutorial. Uh, and, and then we started, we, we walked around a little bit that night. 
Um, we like knocked off kind of the rest of the stuff that was on my list. There's an F1 car there I wanted to see at the hotel that my parents like. So like I wanted to go see that. Um, it was at the Win. If anybody cares, um, go towards the food court. You'll find it or the um, buffet. You'll find it. Um, and again, I just gotta say it again. Vegas is so big. Like you, you. Uh, it's kind of weird because I, I no, I messed. I messed up you, it, because you, I didn't spend much time in Vegas. I. When you're just looking at it, like when you're like kind of on the outside looking in, it looks very small. And it's the say it's why Jerry Seinfeld made that joke about like, oh, it looks like it's right there. I'll walk to it, and then you realize, holy crap, that's like super far away. Yeah, that was actually the guy before him. Which was I, it really? I wish I remember his name because he was good. I thought it was Seinfeld. No, it was the guy before it. Whatever, Mario something. He was cool. Look um, up whoever he's running with. You'll yeah, find but anyway. Like once we did get out into it, it's like okay, Vegas is pretty big. Because we basically <laughs> went from the Flamingo towards the convention center, which is north. I always keep getting north and yeah. south confused when we were there. So we didn't go. I didn't go any personally. I didn't go any f- further past the Cosmopolitan, and there's like a bunch more hotels yeah. below it that we didn't go to. So I didn't see like the MGM Grand, like stuff like that. So it's it's pretty big. Um, but yeah, uh, and I just realized I glossed over the fact that we also read Road in the Loop. Oh yeah, that was which cool. was cool. Uh, so like Elon Musk, if you don't know anything about it, has this company called the Boring Company, and they're building these tunnels underground that are like express people moving tunnels. Um, and in Vegas, what it's going to be is there's going to be a stop at every casino in, by like ten years from now. So anywhere you want to go, this is the way it's supposed to work. It's supposed to get there in five minutes. So like you can go from and it's going to go all the way to the airport, which is sick. Um, and you like riding a Tesla when you're down there. So it's like extra cool. And it's smart. I hadn't thought about this until now. I was like, why can't regular cars also do this? But I realized it's because of the emissions. Because mm. it would get super. Yeah, yeah that makes so, sense. So anyway, so Tesla's, I mean, I guess there could be other electric cars. But when you're Elon Musk, you kind of can make the rule. <laughs> right. Um. So, and like, and to be clear, you can't ride, drive down there. Like you ride in a car that there's like a driver. Um. So anyway, we did that. Cause there's like a little section of it open from the convention center to resorts world. So that was cool. Then we walked, um, trying to think what else did we do that? night? I think that was about it. We went to the grand canal shops at one point, but I think that was the first day, which was also cool at the Venetian. It all runs together. Yeah. Well that, but everything is super cool. Like having the gondolas go through a building, <clears throat> it's just kind of amazing. So, <clears throat> George is having chair problems. I thought it had dipped, but it hadn't. So I I'll, thought it did too. Honestly, you seem like you went down a little uh, bit. Yeah, but it did. We'll do a time lapse. And yeah, see I could, I, maybe I did dip a little, like Michael um, Scott. So then, like Michael Scott. Yeah, in the when he when they're having the argument about are we getting new chairs or a new printer, oh, and he just is dipping. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty funny. Okay, so last day that we're there, last full day we're there. Um, uh we this is when we like saw all the cool stuff so we saw like the new dji drones and sony and black magic and canon like we went to all the booths and george what do you think the like impression was because i've said it multiple times what do you think the overall impression was of like everything we saw so the the overall theme it seemed of nab was virtual like sets yeah like virtual backdrops whether it be led screen or tracked motion capture track type stuff on green screen and that 
that almost now feels, which is insane to say, like the poor man's version of what they do with the LED screens in the walls. Yeah. Like, it was that quick. It's like, hey, we can track stuff live with a green screen. Oh, never mind. Now we can just do that, but in real time that everyone can see. Because they're also doing the tracking with the camera with the LED wall to run Unreal Engine or whatever behind it at, like, a whatever focal length your lens is, like, that those uh that led section gets priority for like the resolution everything else is low res because it's all it's doing is emitting emitting light so that there's like the same color ambient light i I have tons of photos and videos so i'll throw as much as i can as we're talking about this but like because it's just hard to describe like like that was a good explanation but just not seeing it yeah I mean, everybody have it. I mean, even can- companies that don't normally do this kind of stuff, like Canon. I'm not throwing Canon under the bus or anything, but like even they had a, a slider a form of a virtual background. They had yeah. a slider that um, there's like a window. I think I have a video of this. Yeah. There's a window, and as you move, it cr- it gives it that parallax of the window as changing. If it's real. It's yeah. just a project. I think it was a projector. Oh, I thought it was LED. I can't remember. It I doesn't think- matter because it was cool. Yeah, it, it looks awesome. good on camera. Yeah, yeah, that's all that matters. Yeah, so I think both of us are kind of like, ah, dang, like we need to find the seed creative like version of this because obviously, I mean, for what we do, LED walls aren't feasible most of the time Uh, at this this current point. Yeah, well, that's the other thing is the types of videos we currently make. What would we even need that for? Yeah, but right now, but we get it. Like we're like, okay, this is this is an indicator. Yeah, this is where things are moving. I mean, there must have been thirty booths or something like that. It was a lot. Um. So that was cool. Uh, there was also one at the very front, which I actually don't know what company it was, but I know it said Unreal Ride on it, so it might have just been Unreal Engines booth yeah. or something. They had a camera robot on this dude riding like a Tron motorcycle. The background's moving. The camera robot's moving. They have like wind blowing and smoke, and they were showing it what it was coming out of camera live on the screen. Yeah. And I think there was also like a CGI like auto roto thing happening too, which was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it was really cool. Um, my favorite part about NAB specifically, like the stuff we saw, obviously meeting the people was the best part. Uh, but um, all of these places we went to, like I said, Canon, Sony, Aerie, whatever, they had these like sets that were mm-hmm. there and they built up these. I didn't expect this at all. I don't know if you did, but like, there's they really good lighting, like professional, like Hollywood level sets where there were actors acting and you could just, and they had these camera rigs and monitors set up so you could go and play with all of the cameras and lenses and stuff and like really get a good feel of like what it would be yeah. like to use it. What, that, that was something that I did not expect, which is funny because I bet people that have been to NAB, they're like, they've been doing that for 20 years. It's like, well, we didn't know. We weren't there. Like, I this if is the do, first time we've been. I wonder if they do different sets every year. Oh, I'm sure they I, do, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I mean, there was live bands playing. Like, there was an or, uh, a quintet, an orchestra. The sets was cool, but I think the coolest part about that, you know, what we're talking about right now, was the fact that there were live actors just sitting there. And they knew, I'm going to sit here for however long, nine hours today or whatever. I'm sure they had people changing outbreaks. But they're sitting there, and they're not doing anything 
really, other than just, like, talking to each other, drinking coffee. But the whole point is they were there, they had hair and makeup done, and it's like, okay, people can see what different focal lengths look like on this camera, different lens setups, different cameras, How does how's the skin tone, what's the highlight roll off, like, all of these things that matter to nerds like us. Like, what does that look like on this person with this skin tone? It's like, okay, well, there there's a person right there with this skin tone. So there you go. You can look and see what it looks like. And the, so that was neat. The monitors are really impressive that they yeah, have. Like yeah. just everything was very high quality, which sure. I would expect, but yeah. just like, I just, for some reason, I expect it to be more like there was a table with like all the cameras set out and you can come up and like pick it up. Right. I wasn't expecting these like, oh, Use it's cases. a Sackler yeah. head and like, like really serious sets. So I thought that was super cool. And, um, it's hard to say which one was my favorite of all of them, but like I thought Sony's was super cool because it wrapped around. So it went like, it had like, it was essentially like a horseshoe sh- shape, but like rectangular, if that makes sense. Like it, like you could go all the way around where mm-hmm. the rest of them were just like flat. Yeah. Um, Canon had like three of them. Yeah. And they were smaller, but they were all like completely different lighting environments. Like that one 3D tracking one we were just saying. So I thought it was super cool. Um, and another big takeaway, I think, is that black magic is no joke. <laughs> uh, they spend a lot of money on NAB, homie. Yeah, so they have, like, there's, I didn't take a picture of this, but there's a hotel right next to it where they had the entire length of the hotel, two huge ads of all black magic, like, use DaVinci Resolve, it's free, like, all the stuff, and... I mean, Black Magic. I took a picture of this. Their entire area was the biggest of anybody's. Like, they had, and they have the most wide uh, range of products. I think, like, you know, they had softwares and classes and cameras, and they were even doing a little virtual production thing with like a green screen. Um, so, I mean, I didn't think Black Magic was a joke before, but it's like they're like we own this. Yeah, which is wild because they've been. I mean. In this industry, they have been a little bit of the, like, people kind of laugh at them. Like, let's just be real. Not at their software, not at the, not, but at, like, their cameras. It's like, oh, you know, if you show up to a real set with a Blackmagic camera, you're going to get laughed at. And that that is true. That doesn't mean it's right or yeah. fair. Yeah. That is true. You show up to black with a Blackmagic Pocket 6K on a professional set, quote unquote, some people might laugh. But again, that doesn't mean that it's right or fair because Gavin has a Blackmagic 6K and that thing's freaking awesome. Yeah. Like, especially when it comes down to like image quality versus price paid. Unbeatable. You cannot beat it. Period. Like, you can't. Again, Image quality to price paid. Yeah, I'm trying now, to think. Now, there are things, there are definite drawbacks. It is not built well. Like, it's it's like it's like cheaply made. But when, at the end of the day, like, if it you hit record and it records and you look at that image on the back end, it looks freaking awesome. Do you think, so the Komodo costs essentially t- like two and a half times. Do you mm-hmm. think the Komodo is two and a half times? I'm, I guess I'm saying... Do you think we'll see? So the ratio the, so, is there. So so they're like we're getting like super a little bit deep, but so like you have to think about the variables and like of those variables, what is more important, image quality or build quality, 
or or you know dynamic range or global shutter or like there are so many variables so it's like what camera is better there's no such thing it depends on what you're looking for when you're looking for all i care about is image quality and i want to spend the least amount of money black, black magic, magic is better yeah. but then when you're looking at okay, I need a camera that I can rely on and I can throw it down a freaking cliff and it's going to still be recording and the image quality is freaking amazing. Yeah. Well, then Komodo. So, like, you see what I mean? So, it's all use case and variables. I guess my point is they're equitable in most cases except for, like, literally just the price. But I think the ratio might be there. Yeah. Of the features and build quality. Yeah. So I was saying, I think that's as close as a value as you could find. But still, it's like, yeah. if you're just shooting talking heads, it's hard to argue. Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is. Like, you can't deny it. You know, even if you want to, even if you want to. I mean, we are huge Red fans. Yeah. Like, we will shoot Red until Red is no longer a thing or until we are no longer a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but, like, at the end of the day, Black Magic is obviously doing something right and they they absolutely dominated the show in regards to like we are here to make a statement yeah they they had these huge walls like it was impossible to miss them yeah so black magic was in their own hall they were in north i think uh and what i found interesting about that is all the other camera companies essentially all the other tech that wasn't server related was in central and I, I I think this was intentional um, because obviously, I don't know, like it's just weird that they were in their own space, right? So do you think that this was them saying one of two things? One, we want to be on our own. So that way um, it's like, oh, Black Magic's in here and like you can't get distracted by other cameras because it's all there on their own place. Or were they saying we are a software company? Yes. The second one? Yes. Okay. The reason why is because I didn't really see a lot of Blackmagic cameras that were like, come look at our cameras. Other than their set, yeah. It wasn't yeah. like that. It was more based on not only software, but like the software controls and like things like whatever yeah. it's called, the tangent or something. Yeah, like I don't know. Like, so that's why. So I think it made sense for them to be in the other one. Like, at the end of the day, at its core, I think Blackmagic probably would still be like software is the immediate thing that people think about. I, I just, I still do like in the industry. If you think black magic, Stuff. you're thinking DaVinci resolve. You just, I, I think that's what the, what it is. And then it's like, Oh yeah, they also make cameras that look really good and they're cheap. You know what I mean? So anyway, um, well, they kind of became known for their hardware too at the beginning. Cause it was like, like, you know, we use the ATEM. It's sitting over there. Right. There's a ton of people. I see them all at churches, like, all the time use it. So I think maybe they're trying to not rebrand, but, like, affirm their softwareness. Mm. Because, like, I think a lot of people saw them, see them as a cheap hardware company. I think you might be right now, but I think that was intentional. Mm. We are a software company now yeah. that also makes hardware. Because, like I said, I mean, we have all these little converters and crap that they and make. And they're all black magic. Yeah, so yeah. I think I think they're trying to... Not that they're going to stop making that stuff. I think they're just focusing their image on we make software yeah. and cameras. Sure. So I yeah. think it was, all of that was like mind games that they were playing. So. Maybe. 
Well, um, anyway, dude, it was a great experience. I mean, I did, I was a little bit like just kind of ready to go once we were kind of into the second day, because at that point we had kind of met the people we wanted to meet. We had seen the stuff we wanted to see. Um, and there wasn't really anything other than I, I saw a company that made variable diffusion, which was really neat. And the cool thing about that is they were very like kind of over, like they didn't have a huge display, they're a startup, but I was like, this is really interesting. And then Lawa is just an amazing lens company. I, I freaking love those, like those ideas that they have. And they're, they're really pushing the bar with being creative and unique thinking outside the box. Yeah. And so like, I loved seeing the Lawa, the, the new lenses that they have coming out, um, the variable diffusion. And then I was kind of like, all right, like, no one else really has any like huge new product that matters to us. So it was kind of like, okay, like I already knew almost everything here existed. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I was like, okay, this is cool. Like let's, we're done. I think we kind of breezed by one thing though. And I realized last night and then we can be done. Um, so DJI sent out a new Oh, other thing. than the DJI. And yeah, that was cool. The Inspire was there. The yeah, Inspire 3, cool. which yeah. looks freaking awesome. Yeah. But I knew this was coming. They're making a Mavic 3 Pro that's mm -hmm. coming out, and it's going to be announced on the 25th, and they sent their teaser out yesterday, and I think they had it at the booth already mm. because I noticed walking by, you know, it's going to have three lenses on it, which mm -hmm. no drone, no DJI drone currently has, and I thought I saw it, and in my brain, I like half processed it, and I was like, oh, that must just be the Mavic 3 cinematic, and I just forgot it had three lenses. Mm. But then when they sent the teaser out the other day, I was like, Oh crap! We like missed the one new thing that like is unannounced, but was at NAB because I'm like 98 percent certain I saw it. Hmm. So okay. that's kind of cool. But the Inspire Three is incredible. Um, it's expensive, but yeah. uh, it'd be cool to it'd be cool to get one. So maybe one day, or what, maybe when the Inspire Four comes out, which will that's how I always do. I'm like, all right, we can look at Inspire Twos. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing about the Inspire Two is the the controls are just outdated they're using the um phantom three controllers oh still. really yeah it's I like didn't know old mm. so um and i think they're using like ocusynced one which is like not great mm. but i'm not complaining about it. i'm just saying like i see why they made a new one they yeah. waited an appropriate amount of time for the original price so anyway that was it i have vegas fever now i definitely want to go back i'm like talking to all my friends like oh we could go for so cheap um <laughs> Cause I, I mean, you saw, I went and walked around a ton and I was like, that's just my kind of vibe is like big city, big atmosphere. So I enjoyed it. Uh, not that I'm like a party guy, but I just enjoyed being there. So, um, yeah. And I hope we get to go back to NAB sometime. I hope maybe in the future we'll do some sort of collaboration with somebody and yeah, that'd be cool. So, and there's more people we missed because everybody was so busy. So, um, hopefully we get to meet more people in the future. So. And we're going to go to Cinegear in October, which is free in Atlanta. Yeah, and that's a driving yeah, thing. Yeah, it's that's a driving thing. Yeah. All right. Well, that's been it. Thanks for watching the Sea Creative Podcast. Follow us. Contact us. Blah, blah, blah. You know the usual. And uh, we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. This podcast was produced by Nick Golden with executive producer George Edmondson, edited by Nick Golden and Gavin Manning. Be sure to subscribe, drop a like and a comment. Tune in every Monday for brand new podcast content, and we'll see you on the next one.